Hey, Mike, can you pass the butter? That's a little tricky over Skype, and I don't really think is social distancing. Shove it into your microphone. Uh, I don't want to do that. Don't do that. Well, as tricky as this is, it would have been even harder if we were in Norway several years ago. Sometimes you come up with these things, like these wild introductions, just to help move things forward, don't you? It's like it's none of this really makes any sense other than in the context of what you're about to say next. Well, you know, the format has locked me in, but you did this to yourself. This is a bed that you made for yourself. Nobody nobody forced you to do it, but now you're stuck. I'm a prisoner of my own mind. Yes, you are indeed. So I'm trying to do is get the phrase, at least it's not as bad as the Norwegian butter crisis, into the everyday lexicon. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you have absolutely zero chance of doing that to the everyday lexicon. Now, into your own personal or into the show's law, that's a different thing. And like you, again, you control the, both of those things. Uh, but you don't so. have to crush my dreams. Can't you just butter me up one time? Steven, this dream, it is toast. Okay. Well, let's just get into it then. All right, there's no reason to spread this intro out any more than we already have. Margarine! Uh, <laughs> it's just throwing them in now. Just anything. Can we put anything else in there? Or shouldn't we're good? That's all I thought of, so okay. I think we're good. All right, we're going to time travel back to 2011, which somehow... It's already nine years ago, which I find what? very upsetting, <laughs> but I guess it's just a sign that we're both getting older. That is upsetting. Mm. So towards the end of 2011, consumers found in Norway, that the price of butter was climbing, if they could even find it, as the entire country was experiencing a shortage of the spreadable staple. That summer, heavy rains meant that cows were unable to graze as much as normal, leading to reduced milk production. In fact, the country came in some 5.3 million gallons shy of normal levels of milk. I am not going to convert that to liters. Like, don't worry about it. It's a lot. Well, I needed to contextualize this, so I did some math. Okay. An Olympic-sized swimming pool has about 660,000 gallons of water in it, meaning the region was eight Olympic-sized swimming pools full of milk short. Do you think that contextualized anything for anyone? Like, I don't think that eight swimming pools full, full of milk is really a relatable unit of measurement for anyone. You know, I thought you may say that. So I also looked at how much water most bathtubs hold. Turns out it's about 80 gallons, meaning the area was facing a shortage of 66,250 bathtubs worth of milk. I don't think that you understand how, <laughs> how people contextualize things. Like, okay, great. We know how big a bathtub is. I don't know how large an area even 66,250 bathtubs would span. I can't conceive of this. Well, if you stack them right, you could probably fit them into eight Olympic-sized swimming pools. All right, so we have this shortage of milk, which leads to a decrease in butter production. But that was only one side of the coin. Because there is a specific reason, right? Because also, a, a decrease in milk production would mean there's less milk, less cheese. Sure. But butter is important because in October and November, butter demand rises in Norway over 50%, rising even more in December. That is quite the uptick. It turns out that butter is a key component to many Norwegian holiday dishes. This led to prices reaching crazy heights around the end of the year. Of a single 8.8-ounce pack of imported butter from Denmark would set the cost at somewhere around $50 US dollars in the weeks leading up to Christmas. So I looked this morning at my grocery store's uh, app. It's like 3 bucks at the grocery store in my neighborhood. This is why it was a butter crisis. 
The shortages persisted as the government put high import tariffs on butter to protect Norwegian manufacturers. This meant that foreign butter couldn't meet demands, despite a domestic shortfall of between 500 and 1,000 tons of product. How many bathtubs is that? That's a ridiculous way to measure things. All right, after this break, we'll talk about one of the companies in the middle of all of this mess. This buttery, buttery mess. (laughs) This slippery mess. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Pingdom from SolarWinds. Mike, do you have a website? Yeah. Me too. Good. It's the same one. It is. Uh, And our website has lots of things, right? There's a contact us page, a search Mm -hmm. field, Mm -hmm. there's a bunch of stuff. And all websites have a bunch of stuff. We're well beyond the days of just static websites. And if you find yourself in this bucket where you have a website and that that website has a lot of moving parts, then you need Pingdom because nobody wants those critical website transactions to fail. That means a bad experience for your visitors and lost business for you. But the good news is you can set up transaction monitoring with Pingdom. It will alert you when that cart checkout, those forms, those login pages, when they fail, before they affect your customers and your business. Pingdom will let you know the moment any of these have problems in whatever way is best for you. You can customize how you're alerted and who is alerted depending on the outage severity. Pingdom cares about your users having the smoothest site experience possible. And if disaster strikes, you'll be the first one to know. It's super easy to get started. Go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. When you sign up, use the offer code UNGENIUS at checkout to get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of the show and RelayFM. Tyne is the largest Norwegian dairy product cooperative in Norway, consisting of some 15,000 farmers across the country. At the time of the crisis, it produced some 90% of the butter sold in the country. You think anybody did like the Tyne Pod Challenge? Wow. Is that a thing? Farmers blamed Tyne for the issues, saying that the company had not prepared for the demand, that it knew it was coming, right? That uptick happened every year. Mm -hmm. They said they didn't prepare. And they continue to export butter to other countries despite the shortage looming. Tyne had a state-blessed monopoly on the market created in the wake of World War II to help keep prices high and keep farmers paid well. But this backfired when things started to go south. You need a butter boss, you know? Mm -hmm. What they had. So to try to ease these tensions, Tyne lobbied government officials to reduce the tariffs so foreign butter could come back into the market at a reasonable price. The government agreed, cutting the import duty by 80%. Butter became a real topical issue in Norway. A Norwegian newspaper sought to attract new subscribers by offering them a half kilogram of butter, while students auctioned butter on the internet in a bid to raise funds to graduation parties. I don't want to buy butter off of eBay. You just don't want kids to enjoy their graduations. (laughs) That's not what I said, Mike. But it is the result of your claim. (laughs) During this time, several arrests were made as people tried to illegally attempt to smuggle butter into the country, avoiding (laughs) butter smuggler, avoiding the tariff. This was made popular as people in surrounding countries started advertising that they would buy butter locally and drive it into the country for those looking for the commodity. Who would have thought that butter would, would cause such public unrest? But there we go. On one side, you got butter pirates, mm-hmm. and the other side, you have the the police on the butter beat. It's mm-hmm. complicated. Mm-hmm. 
Some Swedish grocers would even offer free butter to Norwegian customers to entice them to do their shopping across the border. Business people going to do business. Like, that's like the biggest flex as well, right? Like, here in Sweden, we have so much butter. We'll just give it to that you. That we're going to give it to you for free. And, like, it's literally a bridge away. <laughs> the Danish, they got involved too. They didn't want to be left out. A Danish television show held an emergency drive to send butter, gathering 4,000 packs to be distributed to the Norwegians. And Danish airports and ferries crossing the straits between the two countries kept a stock of butter in their duty-free stores. I will never look at those stores in the same way again. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, I'm late for my flight. Oh, i got to get butter. Dang it. Obviously, this was all taken care of the next year. It's all squared away now. It was, but it was fine. It was fine. Yeah, short-lived crisis. Mm-hmm. But one that changed the face of the dairy industry forever. Did it? I don't know. I don't know if it did. I don't actually think that it did. <laughs> I think everything went back to normal. Tyne <laughs> is still very much in charge of this. All right. Thank you to Mark Alexander for sending these in. This was fantastic. This was great to read about. If you want to learn more about the Norwegian butter crisis, we have some links in our show notes. They're available on our website at relay.fm slash ungenius slash 104. While you're there, there's a whole bunch of activities you can take part in. You can Everyone loves activities. Got to love activities. You can send us an email with your own favorite weird uh, Wikipedia topic and it'll go on the list. While you're there, you can also become a member of Relay FM and uh, get a bunch of cool goodies, including a new show that Mike and I are doing together about uh, podcast creation and creative projects called Backstage. We're having a lot of fun making that, so go check that out. If you want to send us your topics on Twitter, you can do that. The show is at Ungeniused. You can find Mike there as I-M-Y-K-E. And you can find me on Twitter as I-S-M-H. And until our next international butter relation management nightmare, Mike, say goodbye. Schmorpanik. Is that how you say it in Norwegian? I've given it a go. So that's, that was called the butter panic in Norway, like S-M-O with the line in it, R, and then panic. And I believe that that's like schmor, like schmor panic. So that's my attempt. And I look forward to hearing from, uh, I, I assume, Norwegian listeners about my uh, pronunciation. Yeah. Cool. Well, bye, Mike. Bye. Adios.